Good evening, Mr. Bob. <laughs> all right. Oh, all, all right. That's, uh, that's that uh, how we're uh, starting this, <laughs> I guess. Is that, well, is that is that how we're going to be doing this? Right. Oh, fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Okay. So, obviously, we're going to talk about comics. Mm. It's the thing that we do. It's the only thing that we do. Uh, we will never stop. There is no stopping us. But, holy shit, I fucking love this week. Ooh. This week was, like, this for me was, like, one of my, one of the best weeks in a long time. Ooh. Yeah, no, it, there's a lot of really like, good stuff. I actually thought you were going to talk about Batman going down on Catwoman, and I was like, oh, no, here we go. All right, we're going to talk about comics eventually, but let's but no, elephant in the room. But no, this is very important. Someone made a joke on Twitter, and then a bunch of people took it seriously. Let's get on this. Yeah, Let's, let's, let's blow this out of proportion. I have, a, it's... I have a take, and, and, and people need to hear it. Anyway, yeah, no, there's a lot of really good comics this week. I'm just saying there's a reason why his mask is built that way. Come on. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, let's see. Uh, no, this this week, my buy pile was enormous. It was e-flip-enormous, and I loved everything I read. I think nice. I had one mediocre book this week. Whoa. So, um, so let's talk. Uh, let's start this week off with Alien, which was one of my one of my books that I was really stoked about. Um, I, the last issue, I was kind of like, oh, are we, is this going to be a thing? I don't know if, I don't know if I'm really following where they're going. It feels like they're kind of wimping out and just kind of doing a, like a little milk toast version of aliens and I don't know. Mm. And then this issue ha- hit and it was like, oh shit. Okay. They're not fucking around. And it was great. And mm. some stuff goes down in this that is very clearly not a Disneyfication of the aliens franchise. Ooh. They're like <laughs> very much. You do not need to worry about Disneyfication. Cool. Yeah. So good I stuff. Hate worrying about Disneyfication. Yeah. Stop worrying about worst. it. Worst. Um, we got the Army of Darkness Xena Omnibus trade paperback. Yeah. And we've got uh, Batman Fortnite zero point number five of six. Hmm. And we have Black Friday number three. Cool. Black Friday is a fun series. Um, it's. It's such a throwback to the 90s. Like, it reminds me so much of an indie book from the 90s. Just like something yeah. that that I, I can't even think of a, a comparison for it. But it definitely has that that wonderful indie vibe from the 90s. And, yeah, yeah. it's fun. I can see that. It's bloody nonsense. Bunch of monsters running around a department store. What the hell more can you ask for? <laughs> um, we got. It's very little. Bears are care. Uh, the French actually- Berserker comic. Berserker? Berserker? It's, it's called Berserker? It's called Berserker? Berserker? Um, I think it's actually called Berserker. <laughs> and uh, Actually Berserker. It's about, uh, it's about Keanu Reeves, and he's like really hot, and uh, <laughs> you can't kill him because he's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, it continues to be something that will be a movie. Um, <laughs> eventually. Eventually. Uh, Captain America, annual number one. Continuing the this story, it's called the something. Infinities yes. story, yeah. Yes. Infinities, yeah. This was actually pretty cool. Um, this is continuing. This is weird because it's continuing that uh, <laughs> that Infinity Stone. Uh, it's called Infinite Destinies. Is the yes. name of the, the series. And, and it's the first one was in what was Iron the, Man. Iron Man. Iron yes. Man. Iron Hubbard. But this is interesting. Um, it. It is bringing back all the stuff from that weird Infinity Gauntlet story from like two years ago. 
Huh. The one where Drax was a sax man and uh, <laughs> the power stone was the size of a mountain and all that sax shit. Sax the Destroyer. Sax the Destroyer. <laughs> and they had, uh, and so the, the stones were going into people and they were finding homes inside of people. Ah. And, uh, and this is catching up with all of those people who were, uh, I don't know, adopted by the Infinity Stones. Hmm. Cool. So it's interesting. Apparently, the stones used to be a person. I didn't know that. I did not either. But uh, yes, that is a thing. Uh, or at least in this continuity, they were a, they were a person. Hmm. And uh, I I enjoyed that issue. Yeah. Uh, I was not. I, it wasn't something I intended on reading. But then I was like, hmm. Yeah, I remember you being really into it. Yeah, thought it was cool. I the Iron Man one especially though, like last week's. 100% or two weeks ago, yeah. read that fucking Iron Man if you're reading Miles Morales. Oh, my God. Such a clutch Miles Morales story. Yeah, yeah. To this. To this oh, yeah, that's series. right. It started out with that cool team up. Yeah. And the Moloids. <laughs> the Moloids. That was yeah. also really good. Um, okay, so we've also got the uh, the big Treasury Edition reprint of Captain America's Bicentennial Battles. Oh, yeah. This is really cool. It is. This is really cool. This is all Jack Kirby, like, but like Big. later Kirby. So like not like Silver Age Kirby, but like Bronze Age Kirby. And I mean, obviously, Bicentennial came out in 1976. You've probably seen an ad for it in an old comic book because <laughs> uh, it was heavily advertised when it came out. Yeah. And the big I remember the big ad was like Captain America with like a fife. And yes, like there was I like the fife troop was like walking. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, uh, you know, like the uh, Kiss Destroyer poster. Yes. <laughs> Yes, exactly like that. Another great current reference from 1976. <laughs> hey, uh, I was two. I remember all kinds <laughs> of stuff from then. Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, so Catwoman number 32 is out. Yeah, this one was good. I, I really liked it. It's a, it's, a, it's a different artist, but it's still Ram V, and it's a new storyline. Yeah, pretty man, much. People all. are jumping all over this book. I was not... Uh, like people have been picking it up yeah. like ever since Ram V took over they were like oh shit and yeah. yeah yeah no it's really good and this is like a like I I will admit I reverse ordered everything and the way I group my <laughs> comics uh, it goes DC Marvel indie so I read all my indies I read all my Marvels which was two and then I read no DC so I'm not 100% sure but I flipped through and looked <laughs> at the art which looks really good and I've been really into the storyline so far uh, and it looks like it's it, all I can say is I know for sure it's a new story arc nice. starting this issue. Cool. Uh, we've got uh, the Sumerian hmm. Iron Shadows in the Moon, number three. Uh, and of course, we have extra copies of the Christian the, Dabari <laughs> variant. Say, yeah. Of course I do. Yeah. How could I not? Of course. Got to gotta support our, our folks. Yeah. And uh, Also, this book looks great. It is great. It's <laughs> really weird. Like, if you're looking for a Conan book that doesn't pull any punches, it's this is it. Like, I really, I've said it before, but like, when I, when I ordered it, I was like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be like one of those Avatar type, like pseudo porn like ultra gore <laughs> yeah, yeah. crossed kind of things and i was getting ready for that and then i read it and i was like oh no they're just like using it where it's actually appropriate yeah it really isn't just like that isn't the point of it yeah no the point of it is to tell the story yeah the point of it is to just serialize conan yeah. stories like the, the way that they were written yeah, yeah yeah exactly and there's like prose in the back too like yeah looks, but, honestly just i'm not super into conan but like it looks cool for a conan book 
here's my one big fuck up of the week. Oh, no. I did not read Compass. What the hell was I thinking? I read Compass, and Thank I God. liked it. I, I thought assumed Compass was really I was cool. going to like this. Yeah. Uh, so Compass is a historical, uh, It's it's got a supernatural angle, but it is set in a... Um, <clears throat> The the fact that the afterword is written by Greg Rucka it tells you like that it's like yeah. super well researched you know kind of thing, um, but it is the story of a, a an Asian Muslim like mo- I, I might butcher some of this because I like a cartographer I, it's a cart but she's a mo- a Mongol or she's like fighting against Mongols it takes place in like the twelve hundreds hmm. but the action doesn't stay in the far east it ends up going to like uh like wales interesting uh, and it's just it's a lot of historical backdrop like i would say fans of D probably would yeah. find a lot of meat in terms of like the the historical background to it doesn't it, it's all all of it is new to me so I, why hence my saying like i'm gonna probably fuck up yeah. a lot of this stuff but like the basic the villains are mongols and the there's like two kind of protagonists who are like kind of like Tomb Raider-y kind of characters, but yeah. they have magical powers that involve them to make maps and like kind of do like there's like one where she does like a big explodey kind of thing that like distracts her enemies or whatever. So it has like a kind of a, uh, like a fantasy angle mm. to it. But it's very well grounded in the historical past, yeah. so it's not like it's it's not like Game of Thrones where it like seems like it's historical right, because right, it, right. it's like actually based in an actual yeah, historical epoch, you know? Yeah, interesting. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and it was a, I thought it was a really good first issue. It it introduced kind of. I, I could have used a little bit more hint of where the story was going, but it's ultimately it's a quest kind of thing. The hero is. Uh, is put on the defensive immediately by the big horde of enemies. The bad guy you don't really see. He's more like, or they are more in the shadows. Um, so making their presence known in the way that kind of like the Emperor did in like the early Star Wars where you didn't really ever see him. Uh, so there's this presence, this this evil presence that's chasing this character. Um and I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. But either way, uh, I, I thought it was really good. I thought the art was really good. Uh, and I thought it didn't do the biggest crime of a first issue, which was just like introducing you to the world and then ending it on some cliffhanger that ultimately has no meaning because you right. don't like it spends yeah, yeah. more time investing you into the characters, the background, but then also has this really well, incredibly well researched and, and, and developed world that is the actual real world with yeah. fantastical elements to it. Looks I like it amazing. A lot. Yeah, I'm, it looks I'm really into good. it. Uh, we've got uh, deceased hope at world's end hardcover, which is, I don't know. Is this new? It's not new. It is a digital only. I have not read it. Those sons of bitches. They did a digital only deceased. And okay. I know about that because I have the DC app, but I never actually read the comic. So this is, huh. I believe it bridges the first miniseries and the second okay. miniseries yep. somehow, uh, but I'm not sure exactly where it fits in. It was, it might just be telling stories of like the beginning of the, the anti-life infestation. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's a digital first now in print. Nice. Uh, we've got, uh, we got Peach Momoko's Demon Days, Mariko, 
So uh, hmm. this is, if you enjoyed that, that original book, of course you're going to love this. Um, I did not read this one. I did. Uh, I wish I had. I is it a, good. Is it a Wolverine story? No, it's more of a Black Widow. Um, I mean, it's obviously it's Mariko, Mariko, that character from Wolverine uh, is the is the focal point of it. But it mm. is it is actually interesting. A continued like there will be a continuation of this storyline in a different. Uh, there's they te- they 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 say oh. like continued in whatever the oh, name of the weird. next one is. So she's doing okay like her own uh, all like alternate earth like basically there's just there's like an a earth beach to this as well yeah so oh that's great it's sort of like the white knight thing sort of yes. okay it's very much they're like just that. basically giving her a, yeah. an imprint of the marvel universe yes and the biggest uh like known marvel universe character in this specific issue is uh black widow is nice okay yeah. i'm into it yeah the um, short-haired like jim lee 90s yeah, black widow kind yeah. of like uh take on black widow I saw that. She's got the undercut. Yep. 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 Um, okay. What do we got here? We got Fantastic Four number 33, <laughs> which I thought had already come out. Maybe it did. Uh, not uh, sure. I don't think so. I don't remember seeing this one before. Okay. I think Doom is getting married. That's the current storyline. Um, and uh, the 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 last one I read was that Johnny Storm uh, hooked up with Doom's bride before Doom proposed to her, and then now like it's like hijinks ensue. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I do I do indeed know. Uh, so Flash number seven seventy one. I'm into it. Got. I'm into it. I'm into Flash. It looks like it's going to finally directly address like the heroes in crisis nonsense debacle <laughs> uh and uh, also it does have uh multiple artists we mentioned in the last issue that the there was like a i don't think we ever really got into it but the last page of this the issue before this basically wally is bouncing around and inhabiting like the bodies of different flash characters from different worlds. And in the last one, it was the last page was drawn by Kevin McGuire and he bounced into the reverse flash's body from the super friends universe. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. this one starts there, but then it does some, it, he bounces around a lot and there's a different art style for every time he, he, he bounces every time nice. he bounces. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm into it. Future State, the next Batman trade paperback collection is out. Yeah. This is a beefy tome, and it's done on the DC paper. It's not a glossy book. Cool. It is done entirely on the Nouveau newsprint that they're using. Nice. Pretty cool. It yeah. looks great. Yeah. Um, we've got a Galaxian retro microplayer, which is pretty amazing. Uh, oh, nice. I love Galaxian. I love Galaxian, too. Uh, I love these little machines. They're just small enough that they're like they're still playable. Uh, but they're yeah. not, they're not so big that they actually have like a footprint in your life. Yeah, it's, like if you got used to playing these on the like Game Boy Advance, yeah. like oh, it's yeah. a step up from that. Exactly. But not like, yeah, it, having like a tabletop thing or something. It's, it's cool enough that it makes me tempted to build a tiny arcade in my home. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's. It's kind of tempting, but uh, oh, man. I'm so far. You could put all strange. your dolls in front of it too. Yes, <laughs> you could have they're, like your Migos. I, mean, I think like, they're like Mego sized. Yeah, yeah. Or no, you know what? I think they're Neca sized. Okay. So I think they're like eight inch figures or seven inch figures or whatever. Sure. Yeah, you could do it. <laughs> I would say a Barbie could pl- could play on one. Totally. 
Um, except that her proportions are so weird that like oh. her legs and arms would be in a very strange place. Yeah. Um, She'd have to have her own specific console design. <laughs> she would. Uh, we got reprints of Giger 1 and 2 in. We got G.I. Joe Real American Hero 282. And we have uh, Godzilla Monsters and Protectors number 3 out, which is a fun little all-ages Godzilla treatment. Um, and we've got a printing of Godzilla, a natural disasters trade paperback. Nice. Which I do not remember what series this is. I think it's just a collection of weird, weird ones. Yeah. So I'm not w just yeah, pumping just them out. I believe that is the case. Um, we got a reprint of, uh, the good Asian number one. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. Uh, we got Grendel devil's odyssey number seven. Gotta love that Matt Wagner. Yeah, it really do. I, this this series is wonderful. Um, I fell off it because it took so long for the between issues, but I was yeah. loving the first four. So I do really hope that the the old school Grendel like freaky fan like every Grendel thing makes yeah. sense to them knows that this series exists because yeah, I hope so too. Like, they want they want this. I mean, I. It sells better than I would have ever imagined it was going to. Oh, that's cool. Because I remember when Mage came back, I was like, yeah. hey, Mage is back. Yeah. And so I got, you know, 25 copies of Mage number one, and I sold one copy. And it was yeah. like, why does nobody care about Mage? I thought everybody loved this series. Yeah, I think the thing with Mage is he made him bald. I just don't think bald heroes sell. <laughs> Sorry. I takes takes one to know one, but I can't think of any time there's been a bald superhero Bob that I've been into. Bob the bald it. hero. Bob the bald hero. Yeah, no, they made him Kevin Matchstick. He was like old and bald. Yeah, and yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, really? I guess like maybe there's huh. like the idea was that the fan base had aged with the franchise, and so he wait had a minute, to, like, wasn't he always? Didn't he always have a receding hairline? I think he might have always had a receding hairline. I think he had a mullet back in the did yes he did but he he had a receding mullet he definitely was like well it's like a character like that aged like you know he was approaching reggie from phantasm levels (laughs) of uh (laughs) whoa uh yeah he uh receding hairline mullet yeah it's like the mage was similar to hellboy in that way but with hellboy he was basically immortal so it didn't really matter plus he was always bald and it looked good actually and hellboy would be the only bald superhero that uh that i can think of he's not really a superhero though and he had the he literally had the Reggie. Oh yeah, like he one hundred percent was rocking the exact same hairstyle as Reggie from Phantasm, <laughs> like Reggie Bannister's hair from Phantasm. Yeah, dead on. Yep. Um, okay, Heroes Reborn number seven. It's getting good. I mean, is it was it, good the whole time. Okay, so this is seven of seven, but it's not seven of seven. I believe it is seven of eight. It's it definitely not said, the this final is not chapter. The last so I know there are more. I know there are more coming, and this was definitely one of the best issues. I loved this. Really enjoyed it. I yeah. love. I love their Alpha Flight. Uh, there's a real satisfying Wolverine ass kicking scene in this. <sighs> yeah. Um, and yeah. Just really, really well done, man. Yep. I I love this book. Yeah, I mean, really, ultimately, it should have been called Avengers Heroes Reborn, and maybe it might have drawn more heat. Right. You know, like, it's just like, I don't know what it was about this that, and, and also, like, your point about the trade dress being just The god-awful. trade dress is so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. There's, there's no, I just, I can't forgive it. It's also, it's just every issue features the Squadron Supreme on the cover. It's and like, so just it's like, like, nobody likes them. Nobody likes it's them. It's like if you did the Inhumans on every cover, like, nobody oh. likes them. Ugh. 
Sorry. Nobody wants that. And speaking of things nobody wants, oh, here's a Heroes Reborn omnibus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I bet there's people that want this. Oh, you! I know there are. Yeah. Uh, this is the this old is, school Heroes Reborn. Yeah, we're like talking about we're talking about Captain America '96 one through twelve, <laughs> Avengers one through twelve, Fantastic Four one through twelve, Iron Man one through twelve, and Incredible Hulk uh, four fifty. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Weird. Um, I don't know what that is. Uh, that's. I think that's the Smart Hulk issue, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. Uh, but yeah, so there it is. Very strange. Yeah. This is all those Jim Lee reimaginings. Yes. Uh, Jim Lee, Rob Liefeld, Mark Silvestri. Yep. It's uh, the entire image team revamping. Was the Eric Larson universe. part of it? I don't think he was. I don't think he was. I think it was just Liefeld Lee. Yeah. And then Silvestri and. Um, who but else? I, I think that Jim Lee did Fantastic Four. Liefeld did Avengers and Captain America, and Fantastic. Uh, no, and uh, he did Captain America definitely because that's yeah, no, the most the, famous, the like, most famous. It's, it, I honestly, I just can't go down that road because no. like someone's a fan of it, and I just don't need to no. rub salt in the wounds no, for that not. one. Of course not. Uh, but also, uh, not to reiterate my point over and over again, <laughs> but when people, it drives me crazy, like this whole thing with like some like some amateur artist going in and being like, let me correct your form on <laughs> J. Scott Campbell and being like, this is how a human body really looks. And he's like, are you, f- you know, I'm not. I'm not like drawing for fucking medical school, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, fuck, fuck you, Charles Schultz. Have you ever seen a dog? You, you see that thing? It's got a button on the end of its nose. What are you, some kind of an asshole? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, totally. No, he's a fucking cartoonist. Shut the fuck but up. But that's my, th- I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know, whatever. I like J. Scott Campbell. I think he's got, I think he's a good artist. Like, you know, he's, like, he, he is he, a great artist. There yeah, is his, no His art is fun. It. Like, his comics are good. His storytelling is yeah. okay. Like, He's he's fan no, of a pinup, somebody, you know, like whatever. Somebody got a hair across their ass and like did a thing to him, and then he, being maybe too eager to respond to trolls, went and explained to this person why they were wrong. <laughs> like another, like it was like, yeah. here, allow me to correct your form because you're completely incorrect about this. Let yeah. me show you what it would look like if we did it your way. Yeah. <laughs> and it nice. was like, oh, come on, don't do this. Don't listen to these idiots. Yeah, yeah. But Don't read the comments. Yeah, don't read the comments. Uh, this, is, this is all because I accidentally loaded Twitter on my phone. Oh, no. Again, like okay. after deleting it for like the last year and a half, two years. Hmm. I got it back on my phone and I'm like, fuck, I got to get rid of this instantly. Cause I was basically just worried that all my accounts were hacked and I was like oh, yeah. trying to sell Uggs to people. So I was like, I should, <laughs> I should. Wait, you're not and Those I, Uggs I bought weren't from you. <laughs> weren't from me. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, but they were quality, right? Mm, no, they weren't. They were not. I'm sorry. No, they fell apart immediately. <sighs> sorry. Um, Heroes Reborn Weapon X final flight. Number one, that this- is, that is a one shot that ties in directly to that big ass kicking yeah. uh, fight. The, I mean, it was wonderfully satisfying. Yeah. Just, uh, just straight ahead Wolverine in Canada with the Alpha Flight guys, like, but just it's a different universe. It's true. Thing. And also, you know, we've had so far, we've had pretty much like nothing go right for anyone fighting Hyperion so far. And mm-hmm. to just have a, uh, 
a nice big splash of Wolverine with his claws completely submerged into his his throat was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> nice. Somebody fucking cut this guy's head off, for God's sake. Um, oh, man. Very enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, home number three of five is out. Cool. That is the uh, border uh, crossing. Uh, oh, yeah. With superpowers story. Yep. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy Requiem number one for everyone who's a huge fan of this very popular show. Yeah. There's no one. There's no one. There are no fans of this popular show. (laughs) Uh, I didn't even know it was a show. (laughs) (laughs) It's the reason that Netflix is regretting their deal with Mark Millar. Oh, no. (laughs) Well. Its numbers were very bad. It got canceled almost immediately. Oh, well, I mean, it's not like Netflix has a huge track record of funding shows. That's for a, a good long point. They get time. they get two seasons if yeah, they're lucky, if no matter what. Yeah, remember that time they canceled the entire Marvel TV TV shows, <laughs> <laughs> like that were all actually popular, and they just canceled them. Yeah, I think that was probably Disney. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling that Disney had a had a hand in that. Maybe right. I'm wrong. I don't know. Who knows? Um, we got Legends of the Dark Knight number two. That's the Derek Robinson, uh, mm-hmm. Robertson. I can never get Robertson and Robinson right. It's Robertson. It is, in fact, Robertson. Yes. Uh, I have a very close friend who I cannot get that straight on, and it drives me crazy. Yes. Also, <laughs> my, my dad often refers to me as his son, Robert. Hmm. <laughs> can he get it right? He can. Oh, well, that's he, good. He, he, he often calls me Robin son. <laughs> Robin son. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn it. There was, there was a joke there. There was something it, in there. I, I, I just reached directly past it. <laughs> stuck uh, my hand in, in, inside a big mess. <laughs> Luna, number five, ah. is a comic book. And right next to Luna is the gigantic, massive, incredibly ginchy Madman Library Edition hardcover. This thing is gigantic. This thing is a $100 omnibus edition. It is enormous. It is 600 pages of Madman starting at the beginning. Cool. Which is really exciting. That stuff is really cool. Yes. Um, And... I'm probably going to take this home. So. <laughs> At least you got two. Someone got, can buy one. I got another one. Uh, Many Deaths of Layla Star, number three. Yes. I'm sorry I haven't read it. I don't know what to say about it, but yeah. I like it. This is also Ramvi. Ramvi. Mighty Valkyries, number three of five. Mm-hmm. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number 27, continues the Clone Saga, which is actually awesome and yeah. I'm really enjoying right now. I, yeah. I don't know. It looks great. I also enjoy that one of the clo- clones speaks entirely in gloop glorp. It's very sad. One of the <laughs> one of the one of the clones is definitely not. Uh, he was almost not formed, and he's like got a real uh, gooiness. To yeah, him. he's got he's got, <laughs> he's got a loosey goosey skin situation spider going on. Goo, spider goo, <laughs> gloop glop, gloop glop, gloop glop, gloop glop, glorp. And the other one is a big part spider like looks like a giant horrible spider and controls your mind oh. and it's got like weird mental powers that make people freak out cool and the other one is just a dickhead <laughs> the one that like kind of looks like miles morales only like he's kind he he seems to keep fooling people but he kind of looks 
like a big jockey version of Miles Morales, hmm. except that every single time he shows up next to his family, they make him, they draw him so he looks different enough that you're like, well, that's not Miles. And his family's like, hey, Miles, how's it going? <laughs> it's like the fucking like sci-fi series when they're like, that guy's forehead is three times larger than a normal human <laughs> head. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's still Steve. It's the, it's the clone rule of thirds. It's why they cloned <laughs> Dolly the sheep, but you never heard about the third clone because it was a total dickhead. Exactly. That the sheep. third one is always a monster. The clone rule of thirds. <laughs> we got Minky Woodcock, the girl who electrified Tesla, number three. Yep. We have the New Mutants, number 19. Cool. We have uh, a real big issue this week that uh, I've had to put the kibosh on people like trying to clean us out uh, because Nightwing number 81 this week is a big, crazy collector issue because it's the introduction of the Loveless, which doesn't seem like a big deal until you find out why it's a big deal. Yeah, totally. It is a big deal at the end. Totally. So pretty And also it's really cool. good. It's Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo, and Bruno Redondo's pulling out all the graphic yeah. storytelling comic stops with yeah. some really cool action sequences and very, uh, very, uh, this is a, uh, uh, if you're a fan of Nightwing, this one is, uh, is, I mean, if you're a fan of Nightwing, you're probably already reading this yeah. anyway, so. But no, this uh, don't need me telling you. Also, the Pride cover rules. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I like, like actually. I don't think I've seen a Pride cover yet that I didn't like. Yeah, this one. This one is particularly like uh, show offy with like the fabric texture. It's oh, like, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, check this shit out. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. they went way out of their way on it, and it's yeah, real pretty. Definitely. Um, I'm just noticing now that we've already sold out of the Now Comics anthology. God. Damn it. Wait, now comics like Ralph Snart now comics? Yeah. What? They made an anthology? Well, that? no, it's the it's the now the uh the the it's the tenth issue of the the anthology series. The uh it's got who's in this one? Uh Steven Wiseman, Tim Lane, Halt Hal, Walt Halcomb, and Hartley Lynn. I do not know what that is, but I thought you were talking about Now Comics that used to publish the Fright Night series and Ralph Snart. No, and, I, that uh, would have been amazing. Rust. No, Now is a. It's just an anthology series that's been coming out coming out for the last ten years. It's that reminds me, I got to get cool. those Rust comics. I yes. bet that, those were over my head back back when they were coming out. But I think I bet they're really good. I bet I should go back and. Read I feel the more. same way about Ralph Snart. Ralph Snart was so it was awesome. really I over my head that. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was definitely like uh, not necessarily for my age of child, but um, <laughs> I I loved I loved the Fright Night comic too. It was no, really the Fright good. Night comic was amazing. Yeah. That guy's great. Um, yeah, I really did like that. I mean, honestly, this, a lot of the Now stuff was really good. It was they did Married with Children too. <laughs> they did Married <laughs> with Children. They did a lot of like weird shit. They did the. Uh, oh shit! What were the other crossovers? They did like a Lost in Space comic. Yeah. Like, I, I, were yeah, they the same company as Innovation? Because it seems like a lot of those... I don't... They might have been. I don't know. Because I feel like a lot of those companies were like, it started off with Now and then it turned into yeah. that. But also First was another one of those. They were definitely different from First. First was like, I don't know. It was just back in that time where like you could be an indie publisher but still have comics on newsstands. Yeah. Which is like you just couldn't do now. Oh, like, yeah, you, Absolutely. I mean, maybe you. I guess maybe you could, <laughs> but I mean, uh, they were doing like, what was the, uh, what was the fucking Scott Bakula show? 
Quantum Leap? Quantum Leap. They were doing Quantum Leap comics. Oh, wow. Maybe that was Intervention, too. Maybe I'm just getting them confused. I think I, th- I don't know that they're the same company. They might be. Wasn't, but. was Now the one that did, who did Speed Racer? Was that, that was Now. That was Now? Yeah, Now did Speed Racer. That's right. So they also went through Comico as well, I believe. Comico, they might have had the same distributor, but they were not the same company. Comico did the Gumby comics, though. Which <laughs> yes, they so did. So good. Those are the those are the ones that were done yeah. by. Uh, there's two by Art Adams, and then there's a bunch by uh, Rick Geary that are also really good. Oh, I was thinking of the Flaming Comet, co- Flaming Carrot, Flaming Carrot. No, that was started. Flaming Carrot started uh, at Aardvark Vanheim, which was the Cerebus yes. publisher, and then. When uh, Sim and his no, I was wife... thinking that Bob Burden did a Gumby comic. Oh yeah, he wrote it. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, he wrote it, but he didn't draw it. He wrote the Arthur Adams ones. Oh okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God, <laughs> it, <laughs> so <he's>, good. <laughs> do people not appreciate Art Adams? Am I am I crazy? Is he underappreciated? Because I feel like he's like one of the best artists ever yeah like, he is one I of the best love artists him ever. so much and it feels like people are like oh hey look art adams did another thing i and think I'm like, that, are you fucking kidding me look at this yeah i don't know i i think he's kind of somewhat niche in terms of like the stuff he does now crazy but um but he's just early enough that he didn't like the image like the people that loved the image stuff that are now in their yeah. like thirties and forties are like, you know, that are kind of floating all of this, uh, yeah. revival image oh, yeah. revival stuff. Like they just like, they love art Adams, but they don't have the same, like he's not on the same pedestal. Maybe. I don't know. Weird. I do. I don't know that he's underappreciated though. Cause like every single thing that he did is like s- somewhat like coveted. I think, yeah, I like, think so. you know, like, I think so. I don't know. I was looking at this specter cover that he did. <laughs> Uh, it's an annual and it's just the specter and dead man and they're flying. And then there's a background of just all these figures. Like they're like flying out of the underworld and there's, Oh all these, yeah. Yeah. But it's like the figures that are drawn into it. It's like, there was like this thread on Facebook of like, can you identify who all these characters are? And it's like the entire fantastic four, like all like nice. a lot of like comics characters. And then there's like, you know, just like real world, like kind of like that Superman versus Muhammad Ali cover. Right. Like, yeah, kinda, yeah. But just like, it just happens like this 1990 specter annual that he did the cover of. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we probably just talked about all, that for way too long. All I, I all that. I have to say is that one of my favorite comics ever was a Dead Man comic that was in uh, Action Comics. It was one of the Action Comics when they were doing the, the like weekly? the weekly yeah. actions, and they were like half and half. Yeah. Um, this one was Dead Man, and it was Dead Man versus Satan, and they were at Excellent. the G8 summit. And they were possessing Gorbachev and Reagan. What? That was the story. And okay. it's one of the best things I've ever read. And okay. I need to find it. And I have no idea what number it is. Oh, I don't know. Well, we'll but I'll, I'll, put my, I'll put my nerd brain on that. You that, should. That because I want, to, I want to read that again. Because it was one of the stupidest things I've ever read. But I loved it. It sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Very, very 80s. Nice. Um Okay, where are we at now? We are at. Uh, we've gone through then. Nightwing. Through that. The next uh, on the shelf following is Norse mythology, but I don't know if Truth. there was something between I Nightwing and Norse correct. mythology. Um, also, we got mini mates in. So, just oh. in case anybody wants to know, Ooh. we got the Silver Sable Build a Figure series. So, it's Mockingbird, Deathlock, uh, oh, yeah. Spider Woman, Constrictor, 
Stealth Iron Man, and Ghost. Nice. And you buy all three of them, and you can combine them into a build a figure. Uh, okay, so Norse mythology number one, or Norse mythology two, number one. Ah. The now, uh, the sold out now comics anthology, uh, <laughs> and Perhapanots second chance is number one. I'm confused about this Perhapanots. Is this an older comic that they're now reprinting as a newer comic? Or because it's I like all know. of the art inside it is copy. It says like 2K3, like it came out in 2003, but hmm. it says 2021 on Does the it look like PCA. it's digital? It does, sort of. Then it probably isn't from 2003, but maybe I'm right. wrong. Right, but all I know is I read it, and it was good, because I like the Perhapanots, and I mm. love Todd DeZago and Craig Rousseau, and I think it's a great... Uh, a great series and I and I was I, I picked it up and I was I was reading through it and I was just like is this older stuff that they're f- reprinting or is it because mm. it is signed 2k3 and I don't I assumed that meant 2003 but maybe it, it doesn't mean that <laughs> maybe I don't know. It means something there's else. also there was a really confusing note inside that said this story takes bef- place before perhaps not second chance is number three but this is second chance is number one and i was sort of confused by it that's really fucking confusing yeah but either way it's the story itself isn't really confusing it's just a it's it's three perhaps not stories nice in one cover turns out we're also sold out of perhaps not oh oopsie toopsie um well here's the biggest book of the week um in many ways uh planet-sized x-men number one it is the size, literal size of a planet. Yes. Good it luck is, getting it in your car to take you it You just, you cannot. Won't fit on a bus. No, I'm sorry. Um, it, no, it's the size of a very small planet, a very small comic-shaped planet. Um, <laughs> uh, this book is crazy cakes. Uh, I had no idea that this was the direction that they were going. I'm excited about it, as I have been about every fucking X-Men book so far. Uh, I like this plan. They're going to Mars. They have... Uh, this... This is one of those things where it's another one of those like really smart people who takes all of the characters of the X-Men and makes them do insane things with their powers. It's mm-hmm. it's something where it's like it's addressing the fact that if anyone really were to stop and look at it and were to actually just mix and match the X-Men properly, they are too fucking powerful. Um and I mean, you could say that about the Avengers. Kind of, except that, I mean, you're talking about time shifting, reality shifting. You're talking about someone who there is a character who literally walks onto Mars in this issue, cuts their hand and makes an ocean. Hmm. You know, like we're talking about like crazy, crazy powers. And also, but specifically like the way that like, the way that he's going in and being like, okay, here we go. What if we were to pair Proteus and, you know, this other character? Then we've got time and reality and we can do this thing where we change the orbit of the planet and we do this and we liquefy the core because Magneto's there and they literally terraform Mars. Yeah, it's do. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I love it. Um, it is the kind of thing that... Uh, we haven't seen them do yet so it's uh it's basically uh asteroid m on a planet scale it's very cool Mm. um i'm into it i can't wait to see what goes on next nice 
And that's that is that. There are a couple of new characters in this who are Omega level mutants that we haven't seen before, uh, and that is interesting as well. Nice. Uh, and actually, I really love their design. Mm. So we got Power Pack, the powers that be trade paperback. Nice. After that, we've got Radiant Black number five, and we've got Represent number one. Yeah, Represent looks cool. Anthology of uh, yes, just an anthology of stories. Um, I, I'm really color. not sure who is on this because I can't get a really good. I recognized zero names on it. True, it is definitely it's a bunch of there are a lot of people who have never written comics before, including uh, a local a local person to Portland, but I don't believe his is in this. I can confirm it's not in. It's this not one. in this one. No. Because it, I read it when when he announced that it was out, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" Nope, yeah. it's not in this one. So no, but my, we will wait, and we my, will announce that when it happens. Definitely, yeah. My, like my wife, who does, knows is not connected to like comic books or whatever, was like, "Are you? Is Tristan going to get this one?" Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> "I'll make I'll, I'll make sure I ask him." And then yep. I totally forgot, and you got it anyway. Yeah, yeah, of <laughs> course. But yes, I mean he. Yeah, the, it's neither here nor there. We'll get to it when we get to it. But yeah. uh, he he is in, I think, number three is, cool. is where his story lives. And he did it with uh, Travel Foreman, yeah. the Animal Man artist. Yes. Uh, An artist of many other comics. And, of course, books. many bajillions of is other things. Um, okay, so we got Represent. We've got Retrofan, number 15. Uh, we've got the Robotech, Robotech Visual Archive Genesis Climber Mospedia hardcover. <laughs> uh, those are all words that mean something to someone, and that someone is not me. <laughs> someone is someone who likes Robotech. <laughs> someone of which there are many. It is absolutely true. I like Robotech, and I did not know. I mean, I guess I get what what they mean when they say Mospedia. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Sacred Six number ten. Uh, and we've got Save Yourself, number one, uh, yes. which is a book from Boombox, Boombox, which is essentially the story of it's a sort of an Elseworld kind of thing where there are these three uh, super powered heroes who are the heroes of whatever this world is. Um, the, they're essentially the uh, the Sailor Moon type characters of this world, but they're basically if Sailor Moon was also the Avengers, mm. uh, they are they are like just super powered heroes who are everywhere. They're ubiquitous. They have video games about them and songs and blah 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 blah. And there's this one girl who is in absolutely in love with one of them and she meets her for the first time and she's like, oh my God, she's so smitten with this woman. She's like, oh my God, I want you to marry me and blah blah blah. But she doesn't notice her and she finds herself in her presence a second time after this person kind of like breezes past her. And on her second meeting because she is kind of a little stalking this yeah. this superwoman. Uh, she notices that in the middle of this big superhero fight, she is she finds a business jerk sitting on the sidewalk, and she's like, "Oh, cool! I needed that," and touches him and absorbs his entire essence, leaving nothing but a pair of pants and a shirt. <laughs> and the woman goes, "Oh, fuck! Maybe she's not the superhero I thought she was." Mm. Uh, this is done in a very Cal Arts kind of like fun, you know, uh, Steven University kind of kind of yeah. style. One of the heroes resembles a giant glass shark. Also, oh, the, that's the other part is that 
I, or maybe it's not a hero. Well, here's the thing is that they're also not, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that their human forms are not their only forms. Something happens at some point and they kind of turn into other things. Yeah, I think that's like part of their their identities, okay. like their super identities or whatever. I, well, I just flipped through this. I'll but one of them like, one of them looks like a glass shark, one yeah, of them looks yeah. like a glass dragon, and one looks like a glass horse, I think. Yeah. They're very, very strange designs, but really cool art style. Uh, really dynamic, definitely, uh, you know, nice LGBTQIA kind of book. Um, yeah. it's, yeah. I bet it will be a good trade, you know? Like I, that's a good the other thing collection. is that, you know, it feels like it's one of those things. That's It's a four issue, so it really was meant to be a graphic novel, and I think they just went, yeah, but issues sell. Mm. So I think that's where it's at. Yep. Um, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Still haven't found him. 110. Oh, man. 110 issues 110 later. 110 issues. Still don't know where he still is. Still don't have a fucking clue where that dog is. The final issue is called Scooby-Doo. Here you are. Oh, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> we found you. But, you know, it was 60 years later, and so obviously you're a dog and you're <laughs> yes, dead. Yes, you're dead. Um, so. Rot row. Rot row. <laughs> row. Uh, silver coin, number three. I like Silver Coin. This was my least favorite issue of the series thus far, but it's uh, like a kind of demon possession story where uh, three people are robbing a guy and he dies, and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> and then one of them finds the Silver Coin and uh, starts doing shit that doesn't make a lot of sense to everybody, and then a lot of people start dying. Silver coin. Also, that's only like the first couple pages, so Fair. I'm not really spoiling too much. All right. That is actually the first issue of Silver Coin I did not read. So yeah, it was it, it was not the strongest of the three thus far, but it's yeah. still better than a lot of stuff that's <laughs> yeah. out. I mean you the know. book those first two issues were well, really high water mark. Yeah, that's stuff. that's a pretty that's a pretty you had high Zidarsky water. Zadarsky and then you had Kelly Thompson. It's like when there's a bad issue of this one ice is cream. Ed Brisson. Man, yeah, like, yeah. Sure, there's there's a couple of clunkers, but you know the next one's going to be fucking brilliant. Right, so right. Or like on. how HaHa was like, you know, it took like four issues, and then it was just like, holy shit, that issue was so fucking good. I liked I liked the first one. Even I liked all of them. Honestly, sense. the first one didn't make any sense. The <laughs> third one with Roger Langridge was just like basically so like good. so Langridgey that like it was great on its own. But that last issue with the with oh, the lady. Oh my god. Oh my god. What was her name? Pound Transcendent Pound Foolish. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yep. Uh Sonic, the hedgehog number forty one. Still hedgehogging it up. He is. He's gotta go fast is his his major problem. Well, he's running out of coins. He needs more coins. He needs rings and he rings, also I'm eats, sorry. he eats chili dogs. Oh yeah. Because he's eating one on the cover. He was from an era when if you created a cartoon character you had to choose a food that they would enjoy, and that was wait. Is that really the, a thing? Sonic and Chili Dogs. Ch Sonic and Chili Dogs. Is that from the games, the video games nope. too? Nope, from the cartoon. The cartoon because because the huh. turtles had pizza and oh, they were incredibly successful, and yeah. so they said, "How do we replicate this exactly?" And the uh, answer is, we need a food for our characters, and so and then they Chili Dogs. Three different versions of Sonic with different <laughs> color, each one being a different color. That too, and they did. They and did the literally do that. And he's got to go fast. He's got to go fast. And that is his catchphrase. Uh, and same thing for the Street Sharks. They like hamburgers. 
What? Yes, they are street sharks and they enjoy hamburgers. I didn't even know about that. <laughs> I actually really, re- re- very recently read a- a Adolescent Radioactive Black Ooh, Belt Hamsters. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's, to- it's totally like comparing yeah. it to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is such a. Well, like, the, yeah. It's nothing like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And in fact, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are in the comic. Yeah. It sucks because uh, all of those guys. <laughs> they all got help from the turtles guys because they were all really like nice dudes who were, I mean, uh, Pete Laird even, I think put out the, the black belt Kung Fu kangaroos. Yeah. Whatever that one was. I think he he, either published it or drew something for it. That was brat black belt hamsters. There's a single panel in the issue that is drawn by Pete Laird. Same deal for the, the kangaroos. Oh, okay. And I think the, the, Oh wait, maybe I am thinking army ants. I am thinking, wait, I'm sorry. I am thinking of. I'm thinking of the one that Lee Mars did. I think that's the. the that kang- must be the kangaroos. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but it's it's funny. It's like a lot of that stuff was kind of good. Yeah, the kangaroos one is really great. Yeah. It's like nothing like Teenage Turtles. It's 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 just, no uh, it's no uh, Miami Mice. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> or Fish Police. Fuck the art in Fish Police is so incredible. Yeah, it is bizarre yeah like fish police had a cartoon they did i every time i see a fish police comic i open it up and i flip through it and it is it's like art adams did it oh wow you know it's like it's that level of like skilled detailed art and it's about fish police and it kills me well that's like uh what's the the other one uh neil the horse where it's like like the the, arn saba or like did the figures but then had these like amazing artists doing backgrounds so there's these insane like like there's one where it's like a boat like a bunch of bowling balls like smashing a city and so this like citywide decimation thing that's like all these buildings falling down on but then also there's like uh music that is written that can be played like oh, sheet nice. music in it that like you could play the song and it's like songs about what's happening in. And then this like really dark poetry and like, I don't know. It's such Weird. a Neil the horse is, is, is really, really good. Really that good. I am unfamiliar with, uh, I would highly recommend checking it out if you ever see it. That was a nice. sister book to, um, or, uh, the, you know, part of the stable of the art, the aardvark von Heim, and mm. then eventually renegade, uh, that I was talking about earlier with flaming carrot and nice. when, you know, anyway, whatever, no one wants to hear about that. But, <laughs> except he doesn't have all the right wing leanings of a Dave Sim. Oh yeah. Well, basically Dave Sim got divorced and then his wife started renegade and all of the comics that weren't Cerebus oh, went to renegade. Nice. And that's why like, you know, <laughs> at issue 15 or whatever it is of flaming carrot, it just is renegade press. And that's, oh, that's I can't funny. remember her name, uh, off the top of my head. It's a, it's my encyclopedic re- remembrance of comic book names has failed me for <laughs> For I mean, it occasionally does, but anyway, whatever. <laughs> but Neil the Horse is 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 really great, but it's like also really weird. There's like this video game wars storyline where it's like all of the video game characters are just like elves, and it's really just an elf story. But for some reason, it's called video hmm. game wars. I don't know. That's it's, very. Confusing. It's really great. It's um, really great. You know what else is really exciting? What's confusing? that? Is it Star um, Wars? No. The answer is Space Pirate Captain oh, Harlock, um, because I. Sp- 
because it is not under Captain Harlock as I would have expected it to be. It is under Space Pirate Captain Harlock. Um, this is not what I expected in the least. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, so they're going to kind of modernize this kind of thing. This feels like you picked up a Viz Comics anime book from the like one of those like yeah. weird adaptations of a manga that was put into. Uh, Americanized, colorized versions back in the early 90s. Yeah. It's weird, but it's really cool. And it's done in like the really strong animation style. Like yes. it was not, yeah, it's crazy. It, it almost looks like a Fumetti book. Like it, like, <laughs> like they just took panels from like a really, from like the movie. Yeah. It's so, it's yeah, it so does have well a very animator, animated animation quality. Yeah. It's gorgeous. If you are a Captain Harlock fan, you absolutely need to get this. It is very cool. Um, I'm I'm confused as to why Ablaze chose to do this. It's a weird, it's a weird choice for them. But uh, I'm stoked. Hmm. Um, we have Star Wars number fourteen out this week, which is of course a tie-in to the War of the Bounty Hunters. Still warring it up. And uh, and I think we have official Disney confirmation that Lando Calrissian is pansexual. Oh. Because he is on the cover of the Pride issue. Oh. I think that is 100% canon confirmation as far as I'm concerned that he is pansexual. Nice. That's my, that's, I mean, maybe I'm reading into it, but I mean, what the fuck if, else would if, he be doing if, on the goddamn Pride cover? If any Star Wars character was, why not him? Yeah, exactly. I, don't, I, don't I mean, that was the thing was that I think somebody said that uh, it was either Glover or the original actor. I think Glover had quotes around and just like the portrayal, like he 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 was saying yeah. that he kind of like his like, take yeah. on the character was to portray him as as pansexual like right. there's something like that i definitely remember that being like a non-traversy oh, yeah. around the time of the han solo film i remember that they were really trying to get it to be a controversy and everyone was like who gives a shit who lando fucks but seriously it'll sell more people are, <laughs> people are upset i am i'm upset I wanted I wanted him to have a very specific sexuality. I care a lot about who <laughs> this fictional character fucks. This is the fucking and it's Disney, so we yeah. know we're gonna see it on screen, right? In HD. That's like the week of that, yeah. actually. Like you know, if you think about it, it's like okay. oh no, this corporate character fucks a thing. <laughs> I, I care which thing it fucks. It's really important to uh, me. It's so important. I'm going to have to remember to click that E button on this episode. Yes. <laughs> I need to subscribe and like. Okay. Oh, sorry. Anyway. No, I need to make sure that it's explicit. Oh, that I, because I'm talking about nasty things. Because we have said fuck 14,000 times. Oh, do we have to not say fuck? Is that a thing? No, it's not at all. Oh, I thought. No, I, I, dude. I, I say it like I'm every the, episode. I'm the worst <laughs> about it. Cool. If anyone was going to be reprimanded for this, it should be me. Have you been reprimanded ever? No. Oh, that's good. Who the fuck's going to reprimand me? Because you boss. can tell me not to say F fuck <laughs> and F fuck, and I won't say F fuck. I, I only want you to say F fuck. I will say F fuck. F fuck. I care about F fucking. We've got Star Wars High Republic Adventures number five. Mm. That is the adventurous one. Yes. And we have Static Season 1, number one of six. I liked it. Holy shit. I was very excited about this. Um, I want to say something also because I went down a rabbit hole when I started this. 
like when I saw who was doing it, I was like, crisscross. Hmm. How do I fucking know this guy? Because you remember like, that time he made you jump jump. It was like, he makes me jump jump. <laughs> and then I was like, what else has he done? Oh, and he's I done went a ton back of stuff. And, yeah, okay. But this is the thing, is that I knew he did a ton of stuff, but I couldn't identify his style with anything. Huh. I was like, this I don't recognize this style. No, his style on this is, but also there's but a reason why that is. The thing is that he's mimicking this style, but he's also like, he's insane. This guy can do anything. Yeah, but he only did layouts on this. Oh, really? Yeah. Who did the actual art for it? I, I'd have to grab the issue. It's a, okay. it's a, it's a name I don't recognize, but it's I, I did because I thought that the art, like crisscross, has like, yeah, a, yeah. F- to me, what I like a distinctive style, regardless of what he's able to do. Like, true, he's kind of known for that kind of like, just very smooth and and kind of like but, rounded, right. you know, figures and whatnot. Yeah. Um, this is, is different from that. Like this, when I picked this up, I was like, this is crisscross. That's what I said too. Um, and then I went yeah. back to look at his history of books mm-hmm. and like, look over a bunch of stuff that I remembered him from. And I was yeah. like, Oh yeah, this one. And it was this one crazy style that I was like, that's super cool. Yeah. And then you go back five years and it's like, he's doing this other entire crazy thing yeah. and it's his own thing. And you're like, this guy can kind of, and then there was this one that was like, before he was anybody that anybody knew. Was it Zero? No, no, no. It was a DC book. That's a DC book. Oh, really? Yeah. With Christopher Priest. Oh. Or Priest or whatever. Zero. It was was only like seven issues. X-E-R-O. Oh, shit. I love that book. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Criss Cross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I actually have a mental note to like go back and get those issues. Um, but like there was something that was earlier than that and he was doing this house style and he was like perfect. Yeah. It was like the most perfect house style book. I mean, this guy is like unsung hero of uh, mainstream comics as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And he's kind of traditionally like a fill in artist. Yeah. Um, he'll do like six issues of justice league or whatever. Just like, and I also, I went to his Instagram and he's got like. 2000 followers and I was like what the fuck's going on man <laughs> people get on this guy he rules yeah yeah he's so good. yeah I agree I and, agree and also he makes you jump jump so what the fuck <laughs> he's totally crossed out as I it mean, turns no. out um, no this uh, this issue of static is is good because it it does a ground zero like kind of origin it doesn't it really does. like retell the origin no. as much as it like kind of places you yeah. adjacent to the origin in a in a but, different way but more than uh, more than that i mean it is this is the second month of his powers yeah this yeah. is month two so literally he was in the riot they sprayed the gas on them yeah. and then also uh i'm not a huge fan of the term that they use <laughs> what is the the oh is the baby uh, boffers the bo- <laughs> boom oh because it's the it's the it's the boom or like they're, they're boom, the boom babies, babies or something. That's what they call yeah, it. Yeah, it's boom the boom babies. babies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. But like it does kind of establish yeah. like that. That's really always been the, the milestone yeah, yeah. Uh, origin of yeah. like where all these characters. But this is, yeah. I'm telling you, man, I'm into this. Yeah. It felt like, it, it felt like the best parts of the static book from the old days and the best parts of the static cartoon, which is, one of the first times I felt like DC nailed that thing that everybody's been like, DC, you know what you do well. You make cartoons really fucking well. Do that more. And this feels like they went, okay, sure, fine. We'll do it this time. 
Yeah. This feels like a cartoon in that, like, in a very positive way where it's like, it just, uh, like, yeah. I knew where I was the whole time. It plants you in and you feel like you're, you're grounded and all that. It's, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And it's, and it's that kind of, you know, Peter Parker, like high yeah, school it, yeah. superhero, kind of, kinda, high school, you know, like, like that thing, the supporting bullied cast, drama. Like, yeah. 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 It's great. Yep. Uh, Stillwater number eight mm-hmm. continues. Didn't read it. Uh, and probably don't worry. Nobody's going to read it. So it doesn't fucking matter, but this is still the biggest surprise of the week for me. What? Except, okay. So when I saw that infinite frontier was on it, I was like, I'm going to give it a shot because it's oh. infinite frontier, but holy shit. Supergirl world of tomorrow. Woman of tomorrow. Woman of tomorrow. Oh yeah. Superwoman girl of tomorrow. This is really the, other than that special, this is the first infinite frontier book. This is insanely good. Yeah, it's cool. What the fuck? I mean, it's Tom King. Oh, well, that's maybe um, that's It's also Bill Quiss Everly, who I bad. very, very, very much like. Um, yeah. I recently just discovered a, a weird, um, uh, it, was, it, it came out as a trade, but it was part of an anthology that I can't even remember the title of. I think it was called Legends or DC Legends or something like yeah. that. And it was Sugar and Spike, mm-hmm. but it was Keith Giffen wrote it and Bill Quist uh, drew it. And it was Sugar and Spike as adults, but they were called Metahuman Investigators. Oh, yeah, you were talking about this last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Anyway, uh, Bill Quist Evely is, is fantastic. But this Supergirl series is like really did a very smart thing in like taking like it's 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 got to feel like omega men in a way like i like yeah. tom king's space takes yeah. um i think that the adam strange thing like really is a i i want to experience it as a complete story yeah. so i haven't really been reading those issues as it as it comes out but um but i do think tom king does the the like taking the character and putting them in like how kyle rayner was in egg in egg man aka omega men um (laughs) anyway uh we could talk more about this but there's a lot of like kind of it started out in a way that i was just like what does this have anything to do with supergirl at all great but then when supergirl (laughs) finally comes into it it's like almost like like it could be conan it could be red sonia it could be absolutely uh, it's like almost like a sword and sorcery kind of story And, and that's exactly right this feels like the same level of intelligence of of fixing a character that took place when Greg Pak said, why don't we make Hulk into a fucking gladiator? Yeah. It's the same deal. Yeah. It's like, Supergirl, too goddamn powerful. Yeah. Oh shit, she's on a planet with a red sun and her ship takes off and leaves her? Cool. <laughs> now she's fighting, she can get arrows into her chest. And she's in danger sometimes, but she's still pretty fucking strong. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. She's got the goddamn dog with her. I'm I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. This is, a, I, I can't believe I like this, but it is by far the best super book I've read in a dog's age. Yeah, it's, it's really, it, it does like, but, and again, and I, no one will read this. No one is going to take my word that this is as good as it is because you, it is. Uh, shouldn't you should not count I, on that i true. don't i just i wouldn't listen to anyone it's like the fantastic four when someone tells me the fantastic four was good i was like i'm not listening to you i don't want to read the fantastic four Supergirl's the same thing it's like the amount that i want to read superman is so low and the amount that i want to read supergirl is like some smaller level below that i think that 
lots of people want to read Superman and Ancillary, but like they just don't end up getting into it because of the things that you're talking about that make it so that you don't want to read. Like you have to like come up with an angle on it. And I think that one of the things that I think you're not counting on and and we'll see if I'm right in the coming weeks, but I think the infinite frontier is going to be bigger than you think. I Um, think so too. Well, but that's the thing is that everything that's associated with it keeps being amazing. Yeah, exactly. And I think that people are also like, whatever people are, are hearing this are going to be like, Oh wow. Tristan is really excited about that. Like your, your word carries more weight than I think you think it does. Maybe, maybe who knows? I don't know. I think so. But, um, I'm going to say I think people will take a chance on this, and I think that if they do, they'll like it. Yeah, I um, think people are going to be... incredibly well illustrated. I think people are going to be blown away by this book, and yeah. I think... I've wanted a really good Tom King book for, if, like, a while now. If, fingers crossed, if this continues to be as good as this issue for the remainder of this eight-issue run, this will be Planet Hulk for, well, right. for DC. But everything that Tom King has done that has been good has been finite in length yep planned out yep. like not like whether it's 12 issues or eight issues or whatever like it's a it's but this doesn't i don't know this this feels different than like i had oh, zero yeah. interest in reading rorschach i'm sorry like, oh yeah i don't there I could tried. be a million like it was an artist i love a writer i like yeah. and i just don't care i don't want to read it i just don't yeah. i just don't but like this like I like the, uh, the Infinite Frontier. is It's fun. It's cool. The stories have been good. It's building towards something. There's an editorial cohesion to it. Uh, and also just like Supergirl is dumb when it, it's not even like the powers thing. It, it's just when, when the writer understands that the character needs like a voice and needs heart and needs like some there's I don't even know what the right words are. Humanity. Humanity. Needs yeah. humanity. Humanity. And that's, like, that is sure. such a big part of this. Yeah. It's showing vulnerability to the characters, showing that they are, you know, they're not perfect. Yeah. You know, it literally starts off with her drunk in a bar. Right. You know, which she can do because, you know, she's like barfing into a pail for half the episode, <laughs> yeah. half the issue. Yeah. Which, again. I mean, she doesn't even come into it for like the almost like exactly, half the issue. Uh, this book is so good. It is. It is very Grr. good. It is very good. Uh, I that, hope I hope I can convince a few people to get on this book. I think you can. I think um, I think I think Infinite Frontier when it starts to like when is yeah. the actual Infinite Frontier miniseries or whatever starts this month so it must be like next week or something yep. like that i, think, I so. think that once that's out and people start to it feels like 52 to me it does it feel like it not in the same way of like frequency or whatever but like the last time i remember giving this much of a shit about dc <laughs> characters was 52 yeah. 52 definitely did that for me um superman red and blue number four there's some fun stories in here there's a mark wade uh Mitzelplik story in it um and there's a really weird Francis Manipool, uh, like who like does the red blue like that. Just the the color scheme of it, like I th- I think this is fun. It's not like last issue with Michael Fiffa and James Stoko, but uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I like I like this series, and it's cool to see the artists really embrace. It's like Batman in black and white, you know, when it's like just a color a story that could be in color or black and white. Yeah. you know whatever but when it's a story that is drawn like 
for black and white. Like when yeah. I, the one that stands out for me with that series was um, when uh, Greg Smallwood did his issue, you know, yeah. um, like just the graphic sensibilities of it. Red and blue is just such a weird graphic the colors just like don't really look yeah, yeah. good no, next I to agree. each other. So when you have like the Manipool one in this one, he really did like <laughs> yeah. a really cool uh, couple different effects with it. And then there's yeah. another story in there that I, the fact that no one has done a 3d one yet is kind of blowing my mind. That actually is <laughs> that's a literally really good point. But I think that when you do colors. a good, having studied a lot of 3d, especially recently, you need a 3D artist like a Ray Zone oh, yeah. to be 100% involved in the process. Yep. And I think that it's uh, ultimately somewhat expensive. And I think that the sales <laughs> yeah. of 3D comics don't yeah. no, typically do like the ones that go on the cheap are the ones that suck and give 3D a bad name. Um, yeah, no, it's true. You know, when they just take a color comic and then just reduce it to black and white and print it in two colors. And it's just like, okay, great. This like kind of looks 3D. You know what? Actually, I'll I'll hands down. One of the best 3D comics of all time series is Gumby 3D. <laughs> so good, so On good. The 3D Gumby effects kick today. We are also the Spirit 3D is really good too. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. These are all Reza. Uh, I, well, actually, the Gumby one might not be, but the Gumby one is so simplistic art style wise that the 3D effect just like springs out. Nice. It's like it's really cool. Anyway, I'm actually thinking of investing in like actual like hard nice. plastic 3D glasses. <laughs> you can be like the uh, the psychiatrist from Twin Peaks. I could very much, Doctor Jacoby. <laughs> Doctor Jacoby, the only 3D, the only Twin Peaks character I can name other than <laughs> Agent Cooper. Um, okay, so you know what else we have this week? Which is a Transformer. It is Teen Titans oh. Beast Boy hardcover. Yeah, by Cami Garcia and Gabriel Piccolo. Um, it is a New York Times best-selling series. Yeah, because really? Piccolo. Oh, so he did a bunch of fan art of the Teen Titans that like blew up. Uh, it's actually really cool if you look up Gabriel Piccolo. I follow him uh, based entirely on his cool like nineteen oh. fifties style Teen Titans, like as a street gang kind of thing that he so, did. So like Riverdale. Sort of, but way pre Riverdale. This is like huh. going back like ten years. Oh wow! Uh, at least, like I mean, or maybe six, seven years, whatever it is. It's it's going back in the so machine. How does this shit get on the New York Times bestseller list? Because he did a Raven one, and it was that was the okay series. It was just hmm. really popular. His art is really good. Oh, so this is so this is part of that Teen Titans series, and yeah. that's why they're calling it that. Okay, I yes, get it. I this get it. book is not yet on the teen the New York Times bestseller. I mean, maybe it is, but like. Okay. It's based on the fact that there are others in this series. Yeah, that I know the Raven were, one was really successful. Yeah, yeah, okay. and also like Gabriel Piccolo is is however you, Piccolo is you really good, really good. It's um, it looks like Piccolo to me, but yeah, yeah I mean it looks like knows. yeah, like the fl- the flute thing. Yes, Piccolo. Anyway, really good. And if you ever just like just Google the like he does like Robin with like a like a. Uh, like a Letterman jacket, you know, like, and it's, it's, it's Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very much like, but, um, but it's not derivative of Riverdale because it came out first. Oh, nice. Uh, we got Thor by Donny Cates volume two. That's pretty great. Uh, we've got Thor by Jason Aaron, the complete collection volume three. Cool. Which is also pretty great. We've got time before time. Uh, we got reprints of number one and we've got uh, issue two out this week nice 
Uh, we got Transformers Escape, number four or five. Truth and Justice, number five. And Ultra Mega by James Heron, number four. I didn't get a chance to read this, but come on. So this is the end of the first arc. There oh, won't no. be more Ultra Mega until 2022. Son of a uh, bitch. It is really good. Uh, this is the, the, the next, like, the, so if, you, if you're reading the series, I'm not spoiling anything by saying in the last issue, the kid dies. And because uh, it came out last issue and whatever. Um, this is what happens next uh, in the evolution of the Ultra Mega. It's really cool. It's really cool. Oh, God damn I it. loved it. Okay. I read this cover to cover. It's fantastic. Um, the Eye and Ultra Mega go on kind of like a vision quest. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Becky, the girl, the tech girl, builds yeah, yeah. a robot kaiju. Mm-hmm. And the guy that killed the kaiju that killed the first Ultra Mega in the first issue um the dad of the current ultra mega um is like using the tech and like trying to like just uh, okay. fuck with everything and then it just it goes to a certain area um there is going to be i shouldn't say there's not going to be any more because they did say there's some kind of skybound x coming yes. up yeah yeah oh ultra yeah there's ultra mega in that yeah that's yeah, that's is. heron and it's so there is going to be something skybound x is going to be so fucking huge yeah i would actually say i it, have ordered so many copies of this book that's good because i think it, it, it's right. like new 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 stuff it's like, like it's i think it's going to be like a big deal seven bucks an issue and i ordered like more than a hundred of them Wow. Yeah. Like, well, that's I, good. I think you'll have demand. I think so too. It's it's insane. Like reading what was in there. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about Walking Dead. Sure. But it's new Walking Dead. Walking Dead in space? Are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah. I'm all into Walking Dead it's, in space. I think it's something about like one of the characters that's in one of the Telltale games is making a comic book debut in this series so i think you'll have video game crossover true and also but this was this is a an expansion of issue 77 of walking dead that was the um i don't know if you remember this no but basically it was like i think it was like a fake out where like rick wakes up and he's like oh it was all a fucking dream or something (laughs) like that and then he walks outside and there's a giant alien attack going on and there's like aliens killing everybody and And it turns out he got knocked unconscious or something and was imagining the whole thing it was some weird weird thing that happened in one of the issues that was like almost like i remember when it came out i remember reading it the day it came out and being like Oh, Robert Kirkman had a breakdown and he was just, <laughs> he wants to piss this whole thing down his leg. <laughs> wow. Cool. <laughs> but, uh, it wasn't that, but it was really weird. Yeah. Um, well, I do think Skybound X is going to be good yeah, and, uh, it's and, and a big deal. I think it's going to sell there's like crazy. There's new and... Murder Falcon. Yeah. Oh shit. I didn't even know that. There's new Murder Falcon in yeah. it. Like not the first issue, like the third issue or something, but holy shit, man, it's coming out weekly yeah and it's gonna be just like the best comic shit i'm so excited about yeah, that. and the the walking dead thing that's coming out is is not adlard it's um it's one of the guys uh otley it? it's ryan otley yeah i think it's so. rotley yeah 
And then they also said there's going to be like new Skybound stuff that no, has bra- yet brand to new stuff brand new out. shit. Yeah. So like, yeah. And Ultra Mega is in the first issue. So crazy. Ultra Mega is just fantastic. Yeah. Nope. So into this. Um, also, what was the other one that was Skybound that came out last week that I was, oh, uh, Six Sidekicks of Trigger yes. Keaton. That's also uh, Skybound. Be, yeah, that'll be in the Skybound as well. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I love that book. Usagi Yojimbo, number 20, yes. is out. I also love that. Vampiris Carmella magazine number four, Ooh. Uh, which is the sort of Warren. Uh, it's the Warren publishing. It's their. It's this new version of the Vampirella kind of take, uh, and another massive book this week. Again, both in scope and actual size. Yeah. Venom number thirty-five, the last issue of Donny Cates' run on Venom. Sweet jeepers! <laughs> it's really good. It's so good. It's really good. This I I don't know how you could set up a new series better, how you could leave it in a better position for a new writer, for a new team. Yeah. Like it's just the status quo is amazing. I love what they did here. I loved the issue itself was enjoyable from beginning to end, but like all the concepts, gold. And also I'm so into the fucking dog cat symbiote. Yeah. The fact that Venom spends most of his time as a big, like, guard dog and that Sleeper is, like, hanging around all the time, who is just the uh, the cat. Yes. Also, the scene where uh, Dylan asks the, the symbiote what his name was, was, like, one of, like, if you thought... It, it, like that was like what Donny Cates brought yeah. to Venom to me encapsulated perfectly yep. in like a two page sequence where it was just like, okay, like that's why Venom by this guy is different from Venom by any other guy. Yeah. Like I thought it was really good. I, I really enjoyed uh, Venom. I am actually curious how much of this stuff they will continue on with after this. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll there's, see. there's some, it's big, a big status big quo and having Eddie Brock as a Omni present like mystic character i don't know how long that's gonna last no it won't last long but the thing that's interesting about it is that this is i mean what is what is going to be ushered in what it what it allowed is for donny cates to get off scot-free before this big crossover that they're going to do (laughs) wait what's that uh they're gonna bring back the ultimate universe is clearly what's going on here oh yeah okay because the big villain is maker magus whatever yes it's the maker maker and essentially the council of reeds is basically like hey dude you if you bring back your universe then you can join us you know, and that uh-huh. like you can't join us because you don't have a universe and he wants to be on the Council of Reeds, which is that Hickman era yeah. concept that Rick and Morty took over. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's and it's amazing. It's brilliant. Yeah. So I'm I'm super yeah. in the There's, concept also uh, was a big, big part of um, Silver Age uh, Superman. Comics, just just to say, like, really? Oh yeah, there's like the the Council of Alternate Dimension versions of whatever is is certainly not done the first time by the Council of Reeds. But hmm. uh, yeah, like it's like the League of Batman, you know? Like that's it's true. Just, that's right. Like, yeah, yeah. There's just a million of them. 
There's a million of them. There's a million of them. Literally. Oh, and uh, we got we got Walking Dead number seventeen. We've got uh, some. We've got some amazing EC Comics puzzles. We got uh, Weird Science twenty seven and twenty nine in puzzle form, in thousand piece puzzle form. That sounds frustrating as shit. It sure does. Uh, World of Black Hammer Library Edition hardcover number three, and X Corp number two. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. No clue what's going on in X Corp other than uh, they're having a hard time getting their uh, their pills out to the <laughs> out to the humans, which, you know, whatever they're taking off from. They're leaving Earth soon enough, so they won't have to worry about it. They just got to get the people that made oxycodone to work to do it for exactly. them. Exactly. Those guys were really good at Those selling guys are super poison fast. to people. Except for the fact that uh, somebody blew up the, uh, the the manufacturing plant. Ooh. Someone blew up their, their plant in the Savage Land, and I think it was Monet. I don't know why. Huh. Like, I couldn't quite figure out what was going what on. the hell, Monet? Isn't she one of the X-Corps? She is indeed one of the X-Corps. She's like the CFO of X-Corp? The, please, she's the CXO. CXO. Mm. <laughs> Chief so Executive Operative. Ex Executive. Dose Executive. I still think Excaliburton. Excaliburton is a much is better name. I mean, someone has to at least make an Excaliburton joke at some point. Yes. Let's hope. I think it's required in every podcast episode from here on. It's the only <laughs> joke I've ever made that you the, genuinely I, thought was genuinely funny. Genuinely think it's brilliant. <laughs> so I'm, I'm totally in for this one. All right, guys. Thank you so much. You can uh, follow us at Coast City Comics. You can buy things from CoastCityComics.com. And we will see you next week. Yes. Good night. Don't need no tea. Don't need no chicory. Don't need the buzz coming down on me. If I had one wish, I'd wish it's all the way.